What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the WWE on Fox Raw Roundup. I'm your host, Ryan Satin. Hmm, let's see. What should we talk about here right at the top? What's what's my intro here? Well, first and foremost, I got allergies right now. I don't know what the deal is, but I'm real sniffly. I'm a little sneezy. If that starts happening during the podcast, I apologize. You're just going to have to deal with it like I am. See, there's, there's the first sniffle right there. I apologize. Uh, but my allergies are going crazy right now, so that's just a warning. Secondly, my wife's about to feed my dogs, but I really wanted to start talking about Raw. So if you hear them start barking soon, I apologize. They're just excited about their food, and it'll only be brief, and then you won't hear them barking anymore. But if you hear them, try to ignore it and just pretend that there's not dogs barking in the background. This is what happens when you record from home, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, okay, so today's Monday. This is the Raw Roundup. But uh, speaking of this week's out of character, well, no one was speaking about this week's out of character, but I'm now speaking about this week's out of character because uh, I'm bringing it up because I'm excited about it. We got Sammy Zayn on the podcast. Should should be a podcast that if you listen to all the interviews that you enjoy, I enjoyed it. He's an awesome person to have on a podcast because he's an honest person and he's super introspective. We get into an array of topics, so you're not going to want to miss this week's episode of Out of Character. Also, make sure you're checking out the SmackDown Roundup that I did last week as well if you're just getting back on board. I know I haven't done these in a while, but I didn't want to have too many breaks in between episodes so now i'm back and i'm doing them and i'm pumped to be doing them and i'm pumped to talk about this week's episode of monday night raw we had a lot of jd mcdonough this week but first we'll start off with what began the show and that was rhea ripley damian priest and dominic mysterio coming out without finn balor jd mcdonough eventually interrupts them he comes out with a message from finn balor but the group doesn't take kindly to it and tell him to let Balor know they need to talk. Sami Zayn then comes out to get revenge on JD for attacking him last week, and Judgment Day doesn't help him out at all. They just stand there while he's getting beaten up, and this leads to a match, Sami Zayn versus JD McDonough. Uh, in the late stages of the match, Balor came out to help his buddy JD, who ended up getting a roll-up for a two-count. Sami reversed a moonsault attempt after this. Then Finn eventually... Tried to get involved again, but Sammy knocked him off the apron and hit the Huluva kick on JD in the corner to get the win. And Sammy quickly ducked out of the ring and went to the back. All right, so what do we got here? First, we got a Judgment Day without Finn Balor. Uh, there was a little bit of tension there based on the fact that he wasn't there. And now he's got this new lackey so to speak in jd mcdonough the group not feeling it whatsoever i don't think we're getting a breakup of the judgment day it just doesn't make any sense to do that right now even with all the tension brewing between finn and priest and 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 all of that i just don't think that the judgment day is breaking up anytime soon um they're real successful as a group they're all helping to lift each other up right now and possibly adding a fourth member in J.D. McDonough, which I one, two, three, four, fifth member in J.D. McDonough. 
Um, as for the match itself, uh, nothing too uh, mind-blowing here. Sami Zayn coming back from an injury. He talks a little bit about that on the podcast this week. Um, but an interesting... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Development with J.D. McDonough. Now doing the bidding of Finn Balor. He's almost like Finn Balor's little assistant uh, in the midst of this group strife. Um, Makes sense based on the history between J.D. McDonough and Finn Balor. And there's going to be more to come with J.D. and the group. But just just off the top here... um, I don't know. I don't want to. What's the what's the words I'm looking for? What's the words I'm looking for here? I really like the chemistry that the Judgment Day has right now. The current group: Dominic, Damian, Rhea, Finn Balor. They've got a good dynamic between them all, and I worry that adding or taking away from that could affect the the group's rise, and they're all better off in this group right now. I don't know. I guess I just don't know what JD McDonough would end up bringing to the group. We already kind of got the younger upstart in, in Dominic Mysterio right now. We already have the dominant wins champion. We've got the guy on the rise in Damian priest with his money in the bank title, excuse me, money in the bank briefcase. And we got Finn Balor, the established main eventer in the group already. I just, I don't know what adding JD does for the group. I don't think that they'll be lifting him up quite in the same way that they lifted Dominic Mysterio. I just don't, I think the reason Dominic Mysterio has so much heat is because of every, you know, the long storyline that he had with Rey Mysterio. And so... I just, I don't know. I don't want, I, I just hope that JD being added to this dynamic doesn't take away from the heat that they have going on right now or just from the momentum that they have at all right now because um, they really are all on the rise right now uh, as a unit together. Next, we had Pierce try to inform Chelsea Green that she would be stripped of the tag titles due to Sonya's injury, but she wouldn't let him do that. Chelsea instead threatened to call human resources. So Pierce asked her if she had a better suggestion. Chelsea said she would like to hold auditions like she had been doing on social media for her next tag partner, but then got interrupted by Caden and Katana Chance before they could really speak, though. Piper Niven attacked them both and informed Chelsea that she is her new tag partner. You know, this was so silly, but these are the kinds of things I love in pro wrestling where it's like, rather than draw it out or take the title away from Chelsea while she's doing so good right now, um, just just one of those things where sometimes things don't need a long explanation. It's just Piper Niven beat someone up, took the title, I'm your new partner, we're off to the races now. I laughed. It made me laugh when she just attacked uh, Kaden and Katana out of nowhere. It made me laugh when she just told Chelsea that she's her new tag partner. To me, this works. Piper Niven needs something to do. Much like Sonya before her and much like Carmelo before that, uh, when these teams were when, when they were trying to get teams going with Chelsea. And I think that throwing Piper Niven in the mix here Works for me. I've been wanting to see her on TV more, and I'm interested in the dynamic between 
her and Chelsea Green. They were already posting stuff on social media together, and it was making me laugh. Uh, so this could be a fruitful partnership. Cody Rhodes was interviewed about his upcoming match against Finn Balor after that. Said he respects Balor for being a leader everywhere he's gone, but he's not the only leader in Judgment Day. Cody puts over all the other members of the group and says tonight he'll be ready. One second here. So we had Imperium out next. I'm just going to wipe my nose. Excuse me. I'm not going to blow it. I'm not going to blow it because that'd be rude to do on a podcast. But I warned you all. Your boy's going into this episode with some, with some allergies flaring up. <laughs> oh. Excuse me. All right. So Gunther stands on the announce desk to address his next challenger, Chad Gable. Says Gable is one of the best athletes this company has to offer, but he, but he himself has achieved more in a year than Chad has in his entire career. Gable then interrupts and says, Gunther recently put him on a clock and didn't think he'd last, but he did. And now it's Gunther who's on the clock. And he's up against a guy who's been working for an opportunity like this for 10 years. Gable then calls Giovanni in the ring for their scheduled match, but Ludwig interrupts to once again try taking Maxine from Alpha Academy. Maxine slaps Ludwig and Gable says, Oh, thank you. Um, loving where this is going. Before I give my full thoughts, though, we had an actual match we did. We had Chad Gable versus Giovanni Vinci. This was a great showing for Giovanni, who doesn't often get time to shine as a singles competitor, but he did here, and it was nice to see him show a different side of himself. Uh, we've seen Ludwig do it more often. Vinci's kind of been on his own. But the guy is super talented. There's a reason they thought about making him just a solo singles competitor for a minute before bringing him back into the group. Um, and it was a hard-hitting one. I think Gable Gable really has great matches with anyone he's in the ring with. But Giovanni definitely rised to his level. Of course, the real story of this match, though, was Chad Gable... <clears throat> taking down his first member of Imperium and route to the champ. And I got to say, I'm loving the ascent of Chad Gable. Once Gunther beats the IC title record, I think Chad Gable would be the perfect person to dethrone the ring general. Much like Gunther, Gable has been one of the most consistent performers of the past year, and fans are super into Alpha Academy right now. Gable could also keep up the standard of matches set by Gunther's IC title reign and finally get his chance to show he could be a top guy in WWE. So I am all for Chad Gable being the one to dethrone Gunther. But let's let Gunther beat that IC title record first. But I just think that like that Chad Gable has really proven himself since Triple H took over his head of creative and started utilizing him weekly in all sorts of ways. Serious, funny, uh, awesome matches, good storylines. Um, just he, He's been doing it all. And I think that having the IC title around his waist can really showcase what he could do even more and show that he might even be world champion material. Yes, I said it, world champion material but first let's see what he can do with the intercontinental title 
clearly a Chad Gable fan over here. I apologize. Uh, I hope I'm not too fanboy here, but I just think there's so much untapped potential in Chad Gable. After the match, Gunther challenged Otis to a match on the spot. So we got Gunther versus Otis. At one point, the two traded clotheslines only for Otis to get the better of it and hit a suplex. Otis then attempted the Caterpillar, but Kunther stomped him out and somehow hit a powerbomb on Otis for the win. Gable quickly got in the ring and hit a German suplex on Gunther, who then rolled out of the ring and left angrily. Loving this feud between Chad Gable and Gunther. This is like the exact kind of feud I want to see between these guys. There's two teams here. There's two factions, Alpha Academy, Imperium. There's all this you know, intense energy between them. There's momentum behind Chad Gable. There's a record on the line. There's lots to enjoy. There's this weird side relationship between Maxine and Ludwig, but there's lots to enjoy in this little program between Gunther and Chad Gable. And I do think it's going to lead to Gable eventually being the one to dethrone Gunther. Next, we had Drew McIntyre, who gets asked by who gets asked what's next by Jackie Redman earlier in the day. This gets interrupted by Matt Riddle, who says he has an idea to start a new tag team and accepted the Viking Raiders' open call for a match tonight. Riddle asks Drew to be his partner, and Drew says he'll consider it if Riddle can't find anyone else to team with. Riddle then comes out, and it's shown to be a mystery if Drew will join. And there is that mystery. We'll get to that. First, there's a video package shown highlighting Indy Hartwell before it's announced that she'll wrestle against Rhea Ripley later in the night. Um, looking, you know what? I'm just going to talk about this now before I go to an official break here. So we had the Viking Raiders versus Riddle and a partner his, of his choosing. Drew does show up before the match begins to join Riddle. Riddle struggles to tag Drew in the match early on, but eventually gets a hot tag and takes on both members of the team himself. Riddle tagged himself back in after that and got double teamed by the Viking Raiders. So Drew tagged himself back in. Riddle hits a floating bro on Ivar outside the ring, and Drew hits the Claymore on Eric in the ring to get the win for their team. Um... Yeah, this is all encompassing, so I'm just going to include it. Uh, Drew and Riddle talk about their win backstage, and New Day overhears Riddle talking about the tag team titles. So New Day take offense to this and challenge them to a match next week on Raw. New Day with the hilarious look with the chairs, uh, you know, the whole boat brawl thing. Yeah, it's great. They had a great look. I love how Xavier Woods is a man of a million different looks but let's get back to this drew and riddle stuff um okay so here's 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 where i'm at with it i was entertained by the match entertained by the chemistry between riddle and drew mcintyre they're fun together but i just can't help but think that you can't recreate the magic that was rk bro and I don't have any idea when Randy Orton is coming back. But even when he does, I feel like RK-Bro is done. I feel like when when Randy Orton eventually comes back, whatever is going on in the company at the time 
we're going to get Randy Orton versus Cody Rhodes. That's how you bring Randy Orton back when he's eventually cleared again. Not doing RK Bro again. So I just think they need to they need to do something a little different with Matt Riddle. I I think that I think that it's not that I want to say the silliness needs to come to an end because that's not that's not how I that's not quite it. I don't know if it's just making them more serious. But something there's there's a spark missing from the Matt Riddle character right now. There there's there's something missing. And I I don't know what it is to light that spark again. But these silly like tag teams that are just kind of thrown together. There was so much success with that in RK Bro that I just think it looks like that is the best you can do with Riddle at this point. And I think that he's so good of a wrestler, such a great, you know, in-ring competitor. They're kind of wasting him in these oddball tag teams. And I know that his character, that's kind of what it lends itself to because he's got that silliness in him. But I can't help but feel like he'd be better off in another serious storyline. Like when he had that storyline with Seth Rollins and you got to see a serious side of him, that I think had people hyped. And and that's kind of been the peak and it's gone backwards since then in my opinion. And I think that he's someone who does have, you know, upward, you know, upward potential on the card and 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 the more you waste him as a joke in oddball tag teams the more you diminish that or at least diminish the possibility of that i don't know maybe that's just me maybe i'm overreacting i don't know all right let's do a quick commercial break and then we'll be back with the rest of my thoughts on this week's monday night raw all right, so then we got Indy Hartwell versus Rhea Ripley. Good to see Indy Hartwell in action on Monday Night Raw after being called up. She started him out a little bit of offense, but Rhea slammed her into the ring post twice on the outside. Rhea then took out Candice, who was ringside. But when she got back in the ring, Indy rolled her up for a close two count. Rhea hit a headbutt right after this, though, and the riptide to get the win. After the match, Candice took the fight to Rhea, and Indy assisted her a little bit before they both dodged out of the ring. So I'm guessing Candice might be the possible next opponent for Rhea Ripley. Obviously, Raquel Rodriguez right there as well, but they are doing the storyline where she's out of action for this injury. So I'm guessing uh, maybe next week we'll get Rhea Ripley versus Candice LeRae. I, I thought this was a good showing for Indy Hartwell. I mean, obviously she wasn't going to beat Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley is being shown as this dominant, dominant champion right now. But the fact that she was able to get any offense at all on her, it talked about how she's always felt like she was a step ahead behind Rhea Ripley. Um... And just the way she was presented, it didn't seem like it was some quick squash loss, even though it was a quick loss. I wouldn't call it a squash. She got a little bit of offense in there. She was able to 
maximize the time that she did have in the ring. And I think that people who maybe aren't necessarily already aware of Indy Hartwell, this this puts them, this puts her on their radar. So nothing wrong with that. And and I just we need Rhea Ripley in a real feud soon. <laughs> I it just she's doing so good as champion. She's doing so good with the Judgment Day. Um, regardless of what anyone says, she basically feels like the leader of Judgment Day with the way she's always trying to, you know, be the mediator between sides. But the one thing she's lacking is a real good program with someone right now. And she's got this thing, you know, bubbling with with. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez, but I need to see a real feud going on with her. Right now, she's kind of like arguing everyone else's battles. I'd like to see her fighting one of her own as well. Uh, Then we had Shinsuke Nakamura get interviewed by Michael Cole about his attack on Seth Rollins last week. (coughs) Excuse me. Nakamura explains his reasoning in Japanese, then tells Michael Cole it's because he wants the world title. Cole asks if he needed to kick Seth in the head to get that. Nakamura once again explains in Japanese, then gets interrupted by Rollins. Seth struts to the ring and tells Shinsuke that he's not hard to find, so if he wanted a title shot, all he had to do was ask. Instead, however, he kicked him in the face. So it's Rollins versus Nakamura for the world heavyweight title whenever he wants it. Pretty sure that's what was said. It was very kind of like up in the air. They didn't say exactly when the match was happening, but it did seem like it was going to happen on Raw. Maybe I misheard that. It was a little confusing. (coughs) I thought it was going to be a little more defined. Maybe I didn't hear it. I didn't see it tweeted to my recollection, though. The two men shake hands, but Nakamura pulls Seth in and whispered something in his ear that seemed to shake the champion. Warons stood there confused. Nakamura hit him with the Kinshasa. Then walked to the back. I liked this. Um, I think this is a good fresh feud. I think this is uh, the heel turn is it works for me with Nakamura. I like the subtle little changes he's doing to his character. Where he's like a little more evil and less jokey with his mannerisms. Uh, I don't know what the whisper was really supposed to have. I, I mean, I guess that's a weird way of wording it. I don't know what he could have whispered that would have really have made Seth that shook. Um, and I don't think, I don't know, maybe they'll get into it. I don't know. Um, but I liked seeing Nakamura kind of like get the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Get the emotional advantage over, uh, over, over, uh, Seth Rollins. I thought it was cool to see the bad guy kind of do something just smart, not even dastardly, just something smart. Uh, and it made him look like an evil person. Uh, and even though we don't know what he said, just based off all his mannerisms, he was doing real good at playing up this new evil heel turn that he has done. So I like this. Obviously, a match between these two guys is going to be entertaining. thought the in-ring segment worked. I kind of liked the Michael Cole-style interview. It added uh, a breath of, uh, of, of journalism to it. It, it added a little... Uh, realism to it. It just felt a little different. It wasn't a contract signing or a talk show. Uh, it was a serious interview they got that 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 then the champ took over when he walked out. I, I like that. I don't have a problem with that. Um, <coughs> I also, like I said, I think that this is a good feud. 
I think that Nakamura needed something to do. Don't want to waste that talent. Um, internationally, even, he had that that match where they let him go to Japan and wrestle again, I believe, for the great Muda's retirement. So, um, you know, he was sitting there just kind of a player waiting to be utilized better. And if you're not going to do the Boogs Nakamura stuff anymore, you might as well turn the guy heel so that some people like me aren't clamoring to see it still. I will say I wanted them to do something with Boogs, though. Boogs is is awesome, and he's cleared, I think, uh, that, that I last checked. And uh, he's not really doing anything anymore, and I want that to change. But that's that's beside the point. That's not what we're talking about here. But I'm just I'm just thinking it as we're on the Shinsuke Nakamura conversation. Yeah, I, I, I think that a lot of those setups are kind of played out. So I think it's better when you've got you know the voice of your show going in there to do an interview with someone. It adds just a sense of importance to what's being done. Um, I know I really hate the contract signings because the, you, what 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 what, the, what what do you need a contract signing for? What what you both work there like you don't have a say if you don't sign the match. What if you don't sign the contract? The match isn't happening. Of course, it's still happening, huh? I don't know. I hate those stupid contract signings. I don't know. That's just me. Let's move on. Uh, Miz talks to Byron backstage about his altercation with LA Knight last week. Miz asks Byron uh, if he thinks LA Knight is a big deal because he beat Top Dollar on SmackDown. Byron says yes, and that pisses off the Miz. He then says he's wrestling someone next week. That's much more impressive. Not a lot to chew on here with the LA Knight Miz feud. Um, no LA Knight. We, he, Miz didn't say who he's wrestling next week. That's more impressive. Um, so I can't say that this blew me away. I thought they did such a good job last week with the start of this. Um, and then kind of the you know follow-up now since they're on different brands has been a little lackluster. And I do think that's been my initial – that was my initial reservation with this program was, was the fact that they're on opposite brands. I don't really like that. I like keeping my brands the way they're supposed to be. Um, so yeah, this was kind of like a, I guess a reminder that the feud is existing, but not really a continuation or forwarding of the story at all, which I was kind of bummed about because I think that they had done such a good job of, of the start of it last week on raw. And then each week that's, or each show that's passed now it's slowly falling away from, uh, the, the, the wayside of, of stories that people are invested in Um, so hopefully there's a little more continuation of it on smackdown this week rather than waiting all the way until next week when miz wrestles someone who he says is quote more much more impressive so then we got trish stratus excuse me trish stratus versus becky lynch zoe stark is banned from ringside and i know initially my initial gut reaction was like well wait wait why isn't this main eventing this was not on SummerSlam, reportedly, because, or not even reportedly, Triple H basically said it was because they just needed to hit certain times for the SummerSlam show, so they instead moved it to Canada. Now I'm 
these weren't his exact words now, but they got moved to this show so they would have enough time and and yada, yada, yada. But um, so it's not on SummerSlam. They move it to here. And I think a lot of people were like, when this match started, I saw a lot of people on social media kind of being like, wait, why isn't this the main event of the show? Why, Why is this not the main event? This is like the thing that was promoted the most. And now it's not the main event. Is this not the end of the story? And that's that was my, that was the road I went down because I was having that thought, and then I went, "Well, is this not the end of the story?" Oh, this isn't going to be the end of the story. We're going to have more after this. So we had Becky. She kicks Trish's face mask off, but Trish got it back on and attempted the stratosphere. Didn't work out well. She kind of slipped up, so she collected herself and then hit it successfully. Then Trish took off her mask on purpose this time to show her face was fine and took control of the match from Becky. Becky countered a DDT attempt out of the corner. At least, I think that was the case. I think that's what was going on there. But similarly, I couldn't tell if she was just kind of fixing or stopping themselves, stopping the two of them from falling down incorrectly or if it was actually uh, an actual counter. I'm not sure, but it didn't look great. Uh, Then she hit a superplex. Then Becky hit a superplex. From the top rope. The two women brawled into the crowd. And the ref called it a double count out. Which got a huge boo from the crowd. And then Becky and Trish made their way to the merch area. They started throwing shirts at each other. And then eventually Zoe Stark appeared. To help Trish end things. Now once it was the double count out. That's what I was talking about. I realized I was like okay I'm right. That's why this didn't main event. This is still going to continue. And we learned that uh, after Pierce angrily approached Trish Stratus after the match, that they're doing the match again, but next time it's going to be inside of a steel cage. Gotta say, though, I felt bad because this match had a lot of hype. There's a ton of story behind it. There's been weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of of, of this story. Um, so I I was a little... I don't know. I didn't love the match. I can't tell if there was a little miscommunication at times between people or what. Because I, I just, it, it, it wasn't quite like a, it, it didn't blow me away the match. I, I was kind of disappointed actually afterwards because I really like both competitors. And I don't know what caused it. But there was just something a little off the whole time. And, and hopefully that gets fixed by the steel cage match. But, yeah, I just, there was something off for the match with me. I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. Uh, let me know on social media what you think, at Ryan Satin. Tell me what you think. Maybe it was just me. I don't know. I can be a grumpy, I can be a grumpy viewer sometimes. Uh, Gunther scolded Giovanni for his loss after that. <clears throat> And says Ludwig has lost focus chasing Maxine around. I like that he called her that girl. Ludwig says it won't happen again. He offers to go to Pierce to set up a match. But Gunther says no. He's going to do it himself. And he's going to put the title on the line next week against Chad Gable. That's going to be a banger. I already told you my thoughts on the Chad Gable situation. So let's. The Chad Gable situation. So let's get to the main event. Cody Rhodes versus Finn Balor. Dom and Rhea eventually made their way to ringside. 
and Cody fighting off Dominic allowed Balor to take advantage of the distraction. Cody continued to stay in control of the match after, though, until Damian Priest showed up as well. Balor started to gain momentum again and even reversed a Cody cutter. Cody moved out of the way for the coup de grace, then hit a Cody cutter and an outside dive on Balor and Priest. But then interferences from Dominaria allowed Balor to take control again. While the referee referee was distracted by Rhea, Priest attempted to toss his briefcase into the ring to help Finn, but it went through his legs and Cody caught it instead. Cody hit them both with the briefcase and then a crossroads on Balor for the wind. Excuse me. (coughs) Apologies for that. Dom attacked Cody after the match and the rest of the Judgment Day got involved too. So Sammy made the save with a steel chair. J.D. McDonough then blindsided Sammy and he joined Judgment Day in beating down <coughs> beating down Sammy and Cody. Sorry. Uh, the show ended with Priest hitting a razor's edge on Sammy through the announce table and Balor hitting a coup de gras in the ring on Cody. Um, the match itself... I don't know if it felt like too much of a repeat of what we've already seen recently, but I wasn't like it was it was hard to kind of like keep my attention in the match, and that's not a knock on the two performers. It was solid everything they did. It was just like kind of kind of feels like we've seen it recently. Um, so I also kind of I couldn't help but feel like Cody was clearly trying to get a title shot before when things went awry last week. And then now he's already dropped it, which kind of confused me. I felt like that was a little out of character. Um, I know Shinsuke kind of did his thing, but I kind of, I, I just, I would have assumed he maybe would have been more involved in the Shinsuke Rollins thing rather than immediately moving away from coming at Rollins for the title. Um, so I guess that was my thoughts on the match itself. What do I think about JD possibly joining Judgment Day? I kind of said that in the beginning. Uh, you know, at the end here, it kind of seemed like they were maybe acting a little more open to him being involved in the group. Uh, you know, I know I said earlier, don't not I'm not like me. I'm not like initially super pumped about it um, but I do have faith that wherever this is going I'll be interested be interested in because I have enjoyed uh, what the Judgment Day has been doing um, and this inner strife between the group <coughs> <coughs> excuse me look at me I, I saved until the end my voice is now breaking down on me right at the end here what happens when you do a podcast and you don't have anyone to talk to you. Just me and you, baby. Me and the dead air when I'm not speaking. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess if I'm looking for a positive in, in this Judgment Day, J.D. McDonough stuff, um, he does have he does fit the vibe of the group. He does have the, the look of the, of the group. He's got that evil edge uh, that the other people in the group have as well. Um, but I just... Can't help but think that his position that he'd fill in the group has already been taken by everyone else in various ways. So, maybe I'll be wrong. Um, 
we'll have to wait and see until next week, which I will be back here for for another Raw Roundup. I hope you are here next week for another Raw Roundup as well. You can, I, hopefully you're there for the SmackDown Roundup that's this week. That's uh, this coming Friday. I'm glad to be doing these again. It's nice to air out my thoughts in real time with all of you. If you disagreed with me, if you agreed with me, let me know via social media. Hit me up. Tweet me. I definitely want to know. I was glad that someone immediately wrote me about ghosts when the new episode came out. Uh, So please keep them coming. Uh, Also, leave a review on the podcast page if you've enjoyed this show. If you enjoy Out of Character every week when I'm doing the interviews, do me a solid. Hook it up. Go on Apple Podcasts, leave a written review. I think on Spotify you can just do the stars. But either way, it helps me out. I do appreciate the written review, though. I'm not going to lie. Those are always nice. And when there's a good one, I make sure to read it on the podcast, this podcast. So hook it up with a review or a rating. Also, make sure you're following at WWE on Fox on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Threads. And also subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find Out of Character on video every Wednesday. Clips from Raw SmackDown and so much more. So do us a favor and go follow us there. All right, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this has been the WWE on Fox Raw Roundup. Yeah!